0: Hello, hello, my loves, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Cocktail Conversation. Now, if you're anything like me, you have spent this Sunday sad, like there's a hole in your schedule because there's no Lovecraft Country on. Well, a few weeks ago when I recorded an episode with the poetess Katrina, we got started on Lovecraft Country and what we saw in it, what it meant for us as Black people, as Black women, uh, we really got in depth in it. And I told you guys when I did that episode, I had enough for two episodes. So I want to fill this time in which we'd normally be following Tick and Letty with a little bit of conversation about Lovecraft Country. Now, this was recorded before the last two episodes came out. So there is no spoilers if you did not watch the finale. But there are a few hairbrained speculations and theories that Katrina and I throw out for you guys to listen to and laugh at and yell at Uh, but I hope you enjoy it Uh, I hope you all have a happy Halloween week and we will have a regular episode this week this is a bonus love you guys enjoy want to bring up lovecraft country
1: Uh, just give them all the awards right now
0: listen so i'm obsessed with this show (laughs) but part of what's adding to my obsession because i'm not a real sci-fi knowledgeable person what is adding to my obsession is the black history component and the way that we are seeing black women in this show And, oh. and and the feelings yeah. and the the thoughts of black women, and so particularly the episode that stuck with me. I feel like every episode sticks with me. Like every week, there's a new episode. I was about I'm to like, say well, which one didn't I'm obsessed stick with, you, so... with it right because now I'm obsessed with last night's, and I was obsessed with uh, the one <sighs> with with uh, Emmett Till's with Diana Jigabobo. I'm obsessed with that. Oh my. But the one episode that I think has lingered in my heart, at least in terms of certain phrases that were said, was Hippolytus episode, where she goes through the portal. And it blows my mind. There's the one scene where the, I don't know if she's an archangel or, you know, cyborg, literally tells her, you're not in prison, name yourself and where do you want to go? And as we are talking about this superwoman complex, and I was watching it and I was like, how many of us get to name ourselves and, and really clearly say where we want to be, where we want to go, what we want to be doing? You know, it's so interesting because at first Hippolyta is like, I don't even understand what you're asking me. And there's that scene where she's with Josephine Baker and they're talking and she says, I feel like, uh, they found a way to lynch me without me noticing the news. Mm, Girl, that line. So many
1: powerful things get said in that thing, but you're right. That was just.
0: That line has been like swirling around my brain since I saw it. Like, I feel like they found a way to lynch me without me noticing the news. And I was like, oh my gosh, because what she was describing was in its own way, a version of that same superwoman complex. But with that added level of the lack of freedom because of racism and sexism and all of the other things, like I have to be everything to everybody, but I never get to be myself. And so they don't have to even punish me. They've already put in me what I have to do. So I punish myself in every way. It just stuck with me so, so heavy. How do you think this this episode and this show in general is showing us a little bit of some of the origins of those superwoman complexes that we have? Since, you know, it's a historical show and stuff.
1: Okay, let me just be clear that I think Christina's is going to turn out to be black. Do you? When this is all over. Yes. Um. Because... A couple things. <laughs> she's a black woman. Um, ah! Some kind of ball thing. I'm going to tell you, and I, I, I got to throw this out here only because if you've ever looked at this, the girl who plays her, yes, they have made her, if you look at her lips and her aspect, they have given her full lips. On oh, the show. she's
0: got passable features that I've passed.
1: She's got passable features on this show, but she is actually a white woman who looks really white. Normally, but if you look at her as the manifestation they've given her in the show, she is black. She has passable features. She looks like someone, because remember, she calls pick cousins. Well, no, they're, well, because, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. Right. But the others never did look her whole thing. Okay. The whole, I feel like underneath all of this is a women's freedom movement in the whole show. Because that's what you keep getting from every from the beginning to end. Okay, wait, wait. There's just so much in this show. Let me let me give you my five compartments, girl. This show blows my mind every week. Um, <laughs> I feel like we're gonna be sad when it when this last episode runs. I'm sad in
0: advance. First so yes. of
1: all, the first episode when um, from the beginning when uh, Uncle George is still alive and he's weaving in all of this Black history. While talking about H.P. Lovecraft, which I have had to teach him before. Mm. Um, Didn't mind doing it the first time. And then I found his uh, poem on the creation of niggas, And then that was that. Right. So there was no more H.P. Lovecraft in my life. Um, The fact that they would then take his work, superimpose black history on it. His little evil spirit is just rolling out in his grave. I just find it (laughs) amazing. That's just hilarious to me because you did not like us and you did not think anything of us. That's one. Two, um, the use of poetry, uh, Gil scott heron Whitey on the Moon, that episode. Oh, I love
0: that episode. Um, I love the usage of spoken word in this.
1: Then they'll turn around and, you know, Christina's riding in and they're able to put Cardi B in this. When Christina comes down. Oh, uh, no, uh, no. No, no, no. no, no, uh-uh. no What's no, no. It's Rihanna. It's yes, Rihanna. Yes, Rihanna. Yeah, when she comes back down. But
0: we get Cardi when Ruby they... has her revenge scene.
1: We get full-on that, Cardi. That's yes. where The usage of audio yeah, yeah, is Yeah, you get full-on Cardi B. Yeah. They're weaving. I feel like these producers, these writers, these creators have married the present to the past in a way that makes us unable to ignore it and just be. They cause a disruption. If you didn't want to deal with Black history or Black things or you wanted to say we're in a different era, you can't do it now. Not if you watch that show. Right. Um, even the things, the different things that the different characters say, Montrose's different struggles. Um, the struggles that Tick has wanting to be a good dude but being caught up as being a soldier yeah to escape one situation he ends up being a killer although you know at the heart of things he's really just a creative a lover that's what he is right. but the world says he can't just be that yeah all of these struggles put in the 50s when we know what 2020 is mm. with our situation at least in america yeah. it is just uh oh, it is mind-blowing that they can tackle that many subjects in one hour period. Right. I'm like, how many social ills can you attack from the time they happen to 2020 yeah. in one hour? Then put their, Then they put out Watchmen in the same era. That's another show. But we're piggybacking on our discussion of women and superheroes and what we're supposed to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, hip and Lighter. You, okay, so you saw last, last night's show. So if y'all ain't mm-hmm. see it and y'all hear this first, Spoiler I'm sorry. alert. Spoiler um, alert. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. The fact <laughs> that Hippolytus last night became that superhero that D has been drawing.
0: Yes. Orinthia Visibly.
1: Yeah. She became it. To the point of write the vision and make it plain. Her mother to her has always been a superhero.
0: Mm.
1: And then she went, got enlightened. Our, our cosmic sister opened her eyes, and she knew what she was, and walked in it.
0: She was the motherboard,
1: and became. She was the mother, the motherboard, mm. the one who must control things, or or at least allow them to happen. And that's another thing about being a mother. The motherboard doesn't necessarily make things happen. The motherboard allows things to be possible. Mm. That's the definition I wish we could get to. Yeah. Yeah. A motherboard in a computer doesn't run the computer, it allows the computer to run.
0: Mmm, come on.
1: People have to sit. Now, that's somewhere sisters need to sit.
0: You know what else is coming? It's not in. our
1: job to make sure everything goes right. That's
0: it. I also want to add in, as you were telling me, as you're talking about it and talking through it, it, dawned on me, you know, our friend Hippolyta had to go away in order to evolve and have enough skills to save by her herself. child by herself. If she had stayed, she would not have the knowledge, the capability, the elevation to save her child. So if you are a parent or a person that is responsible and you're in your mind like, I can't, I can't, I can't do, I can't for me, I can't do anything for me. You're elevating yourself is what will help you help the people around you. That's not selfish. Making sure you're okay, making sure you achieve, making sure you have some knowledge and some peace. If she hadn't had that, Diana would be dead, period.
1: They wouldn't have even been able to go back together
0: would not have been able to... She had
1: all the knowledge. She had all the knowledge. She had everything they needed.
0: Mm.
1: Within her. And I thought that that was a deep little subliminal message, the fact that it was all within her. Yeah. Yeah. The knowledge was within her. Um, That's the whole... I feel like that's the whole point of them um, being clear when she tells... She goes to the planetarium and she tells uh, Dee the story of her name. Mm-hmm. And her father her naming that solar system or that thing the, the star yeah and the star and how they passed it off because they just didn't want to acknowledge that she was the one who did it because mm-hmm. she was a black girl and so somebody else gained her power
0: mm.
1: if you think about it just by them not acknowledging that and being able to suppress it now d on the flip side found strength to be, you know, really stand up for these guys who would have killed her a lot quicker
0: Mm -hmm.
1: had she not been the fighter that she had made her. You know, it's like they they keep messing up her name and it's like, it's Hippolyta, it's Greek, it's da-da-da-da. Diana is empowered because of the story that her mom told her about her name. Mm -hmm. She's empowered because her mom is empowered. So Hippolyta was already empowered and knew there was something wrong and knew she didn't have all the answers and knew she needed more and then she said you know what i'm going to get the more and we all need to go get our more feeling. we all need to go get our more we got to go
0: get we got to go get our more
1: we got go to go get our cuz i know too
0: many women that when 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 Hippolyta's star got stolen from her let's just say what it is, stolen from her. I know too many people who in their childhood would have learned, this is the way it is, so why bother trying?
1: Don't fight it.
0: A lot of us are literally taught, accept what God allows. This is okay. This is what is just happening. Well, you know how folks are. And they learn to just be defeated. And that comes out in different ways. But if you are living your life in a defeated place, you've got to figure out how do we get past that? How do we even know to say, okay, I know there should be something different. I know this isn't right. But how do you undo years of programming that it's not worth trying?
1: Or decide to, I I really believe, I'm a firm believer that if you make one step guys will make several. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And oftentimes the decision to look at it to acknowledge the problem mm-hmm. will catapult a lot of things forward. Gotcha. It'll make it okay. When you don't call other people, it'll make it okay. When you take the time, it'll give you the words when you have to explain why, you know, we're not doing this ABCD and EFG with no overtime and you're worried about it, um, it'll do that if you'll move, but you ultimately do have to move.
0: Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. And then I said, too, you know, there's some sisters who get, they feel like it's weak power, but they feel like they get power from being victims, too.
0: Listen, but that goes into everybody's not going to cosign your growth. Everybody's not going to, if you're looking for a squad of people to cheer you on, if you are trying to think differently or be differently or change yourself, that's not... Typically, you don't get a whole team of people co-signing what you're into. It's just not going to happen like that. So if you always need outside affirmation, you will stay in a victim space.
1: Exactly. Because you want validation. So by doing that, you really still aren't dealing with the, the issues. If you do that, you still haven't dealt with the issues. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's just so much. The whole idea of putting on the oxygen mask. I mean, because basically that's what Hippolyta does. Yeah, she puts. She can't on her mourn oxygen. properly like she needs to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So because she can't mourn, because she knows something's wrong, um, she can't get peace. She can't be an effective mother. Right. Not in that state. Yeah. There's nothing she could do. She was just kind of functioning when she was there. So. And so, too, are half of the people, you know, in this world right now. A lot of us are just functioning.
0: Zombies, mental zombies, spiritual zombies. Especially with the, you know, 2020 has been hard for everybody mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I feel like we're all yeah. just sort of zombies. Because life's kept lifeing, and then you added on world catastrophes on top of it. And, you know, an increase of racism and Trump and all these things that are just adding to a collective sadness um yeah we're all sort of just functioning barely and are you going to do something for yourself to to try to shift that yeah you know
1: what you thought of hippolyta but what about ruby though
0: ruby is so first of all is it weird that i don't know if i want ruby and christina to be in love like part of me is like are y'all in love do i support
1: this I I didn't get there until last night when she disabled her white woman source, and Christina was happy. I did you notice that?
0: Yeah, I I noticed that after the the Jigabobo episode, Christina shows up as a man, you know William, yeah. and does all the things a William should do, and it's like oh you're not in need of convincing her anymore. You just wanted to do this for her. I was like
1: Correct. Yes.
0: Is Christina like really in love with Ruby secretly? Not so secretly? I think she
1: is. I think so too. I think she is. Well, you know, I think Christina doesn't want her whole thing from the beginning of this whole thing. Well what I think was more I hate great white hopes in a story. But I have to acknowledge the fact, but again again I told you I don't think Christina's white, but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> that I don't, I really don't. We shall find I believe I just don't believe she's white. Um uh cause she's been orchestrating everything really from the get green of the story. Yeah. She found tick. Yeah. She drew tick back to Arnold. She she knew. Her father, what a father wanted and knew he was going to mess around and destroy the house and himself. All these things, are the things Christina knew. I don't know. Kind of that mother thing. I just don't believe she's white. I just don't believe she's white. I Christina come is just out.
0: a wild card. But Ruby is interesting to me.
1: she's a wild card too though Ruby does not want to live by these rules and her whole thing from the beginning of this show is how do I get what the rules say I cannot have
0: that's why I really want us to get more backstory on their mom because there's so much that informs their relationship and informs the way that the two women are now and we keep hearing hints of well you know mama this and mama that and I'm like I feel like I need to see mama I need a flashback. I need to know what white man is Letty's daddy. I need to know. Absolutely. You know, oh, absolutely. Well, all of been. these so, things. Of course. Yeah, I need to know so many of these things because I do feel like it, it, it struck me last night because Christina says to, not Christina, I'm sorry, Ruby says to Letty about Tick, you just acting just like mama falling after a man. And I was like, you are too, girl. Yours is just imaginary, Dick. I'm not really sure I understand how you following well, after Christina I, I,
1: I think, I think, is different. But you know what she's doing? She sees it different because she's allowed to do what she... What Christina does, what Chris, Christina slash William does, does not stop or start or get supported by Ruby. On the flip side, Kit needs Letty to play the role that Letty is playing in his life or his life to move. And I think that that's the difference Ruby... Thanks. Is making yeah, that's, but I, that's what she thinks.
0: Of I think Christina needs Ruby the same way, though.
1: It's not yeah, as obvious. I don't think Ruby don't need Christina the same way. It's not I don't as think. obvious. I think she. Mm, right, but we're not talking about Christina. We're talking about Ruby's mind. But I,
0: I don't think it's obvious to either one of them what's happening between the two of them.
1: I disagree because last night she was like. She'll do this thing for Dee for me. Not for y'all, but she will come if I call her. Yeah. No, then she knows that they're connected more than that.
0: Yeah, she knows they're connected more than that, but I don't think she sees that it's almost parallel to the way. And maybe because of the magic element and there's so many components that it's almost parallel to the same way that Tick and Letty are kind of stuck to each other. It's just that, you know, Ruby ain't got to run... Like us, like Flojo all the time to make things happen. Oh, my already. God. <laughs> True. You know? But it's still sort of a paralleling guess, to me.
1: I guess I'm looking at the fact that if you listen to the things that Ruby says, Ruby drops a lot of one-liners about self-care and self-preservation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's also yeah, telling she's the only one me, who
1: ever talked about that. It's
0: telling to me that Ruby is also the one that didn't get to escape seeing Emmett Till's body in the in the episode.
1: Hmm.
0: Everyone, remember everybody was kind of off going to see where D was. D ran off. And the only person who made it through the line was was Ruby. And that's when she went straight to um, William slash Christina's house to sort of escape that. It was a part of self-care. And that's why, yeah, it was like this thing you had to do. You have to do it. It was sort of the mindset. Like she was the one who, you know, I'm the main one. I, I don't go to open casket stuff, right? But a lot of times people will make you feel guilty. Like, well, how could you not go? Or how could you not view? And I noticed that, you know, Letty snuck out. And they do that whole thing where she talks about feeling ashamed that she just couldn't bear to go in and take pictures. The only person who did what they were supposed to do, technically, was Ruby.
1: True, because even when you deal with her white woman issues with the store, she was doing what she was supposed to do. She took the classes. Mm -hmm. She did the work. She redid the resume. She constantly kept up with products she did all these things she was supposed to do and then only to find out if i was just white i could just do this or if i had been the right black girl at the right moment
0: yeah
1: i just would have had a job there ruby is a is
0: a black woman huh. who up until meeting william slash christina always did what is expected as a black woman to do she's True. always she,
1: she took she's... care of her mama
0: mm-hmm. yeah even though she had the mother issue she stayed and took care of her She's, she's the one who has been following the rules. So this venture with William Christina is the first time that she's really sort of deviated from the path that we can see of what is expected of her as a Black woman. Which, is my, which might be why we get more of the, of the lines that make us clear about self-care and clear about her choosing herself. Because this is probably the first time she's done it. We know Letty ran off for a while. She definitely chose herself earlier before the show starts. Um
1: you're right. You're right. Because is... then once she gets with William that first episode that she's um when she's white. That first that episode. Mm-hmm. Um William slash Christina. This is so weird to have to keep saying that William slash Christina keeps making the point of I'm not giving you this because you need to go into some kind of agreement with society. I'm giving you this so if you want the choice, you can have a choice. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you this money so you can do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. And even when she checks her after they have their encounter, after she comes back, for, like you said, self-care, because she knows, in the back of her mind or in the front of her mind, she knows if she goes to William or Christina, however, it's almost like she knows that Christina is going to make whatever she needs happen, happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. In that moment. And you're right. I, you're right. I do think they're moving into something deeper because Christina does bend to whatever Ruby needs in those moments. Not what she wants. Whatever she needs, because you're right, she shows up as, at William at that time to check the police, the guy from the neighborhood or whatever, mm-hmm. then does all of that stuff to take care of of uh, Ruby because she knows she needs it at that moment and she wants to be there. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to guilt me about being white and not caring when you did what you did so just so you wouldn't feel bad about being with me because I'm white. Right.
0: And, like I, I said, that there's that weird check. moment where, okay, you don't have to do this. You don't have to be around Ruby anymore to a certain extent. You got what you wanted Ruby to do for you. Ruby knows that you have this dual life that you're leading, both as William and Christina. So, why be so tender and gentle and kind and caring and bathe her and, and you know, do this romantic oh, thing? Man if you don't really just like her, that's what I, that's the episode that I was like, oh, Christina's just into this. Got it. <laughs> like,
1: well, yeah, I definitely feel like, because who is that? Um, I really feel like that Christina is into her, but likes her better as a woman at, when he's a man, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I think Christina he, likes he herself likes better. That dynamic. I think Christina likes herself better as a man. Hmm. Now that could be. I don't
1: think it's particularly
0: safe. Yeah. It, it, because you have to add in again, going back to like how society boxes you in, being this daughter who could not do or could not have or could not access any of those things, she probably feels like her best self in that because because Christina as William is kind, is gentle, is thoughtful. Uh, the conversations they have are slightly different than when Christina is Christina.
1: True.
0: I think Christina likes herself more as William and we see it in the way that she comports herself as William when she's with Ruby.
1: I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Yeah. She likes the way she handles herself that way. And then, so then she likes their dynamic better that way.
0: Yeah. It's like for a split second, she is free to be all that she wants to be, which is a free masculine person who can move around the earth without threat as much. Just like, you know, Ruby being a white woman felt like more safety. I think for for Christina being William, a white man, a straight white man represents power and safety as well.
1: I'm going to agree with that. I receive that. But see, that's why I keep saying, cause see, I, don't, I just don't believe she's white. I just I don't, Something in my spirit says she ain't white. I think we all going to be watching to find out. Listen, it would be an interesting
0: twist if we found out that there yeah. was somebody who passed in her family like
1: generations ago on
0: her mom's side or something. I don't know.
1: Correct. I just... I just look, I feel like they've gone to a lot of what to give her those full lips and that nose and but all of that. I'm, I'm convinced like they went through that a lot.
0: whoever Letty's real, like whoever Letty's dad is, because it's obvious that Letty has a different dad than her brother and sister. So we've seen her brother. We've met Ruby, of course. They are vastly different than Letty. I'm convinced that her dad is one of those order of the weird people, too. Cool. I'm convinced. Well, I guess it is possible. I mean, this is my long, long theory. I definitely think her dad is one of those types too.
1: Because like she's the order of the other one, the Horatio side or something.
0: Like whatever whatever group that Christina's dad is in and the cops are were affiliated with and the Braithwaite's and all these other people and, and even that big house that she lived in, that she lives in, that guy, that like they're all a part of that same magic order. I wouldn't be surprised if whoever her birth dad is is also one of them. That's partially why I, I want I want more information on Letty's mom, and and how this family go, how this structure happen.
1: You're right. You're right. Because why her? There is a lot of why her here. Hmm. Yeah,
0: there's
1: a lot of why her. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that.
0: There's something there, and remember, they were in the sci-fi club in high school together. So she had a little bit of that science nerd in her, just like Tick.
1: And he's a descendant. True, but she was a girl, so she was free to do it.
0: Well, yeah, she's a yeah.
1: Is what is basically what it was.
0: Well, she also just didn't have mon- well, then the game- she just didn't have Montrose in her family. Yeah. Mostly Montrose is the problem
1: with Tick. Oh, my gosh, yes. And last night, they let us know. I mean, you know, people throw around the the story of Tulsa so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And not to say that it's not deep when they tell it, but to put you in the room when it happens, like they did last night. Yeah. Because you know there were many people who sent their children off running and they stayed while the children ran. Yeah. Because initially, uh, and that's the part I don't hear enough of. Initially, those those white people didn't just come in and take that area of Tulsa. Initially, see how that man started coming out with all those sons? That's Mm -hmm. what happened. They were actually winning the fight between the the neighboring white area. Right. They didn't start losing until the white people called the president and that's something they never ever mm-hmm. emphasize
0: because where would you they get called, planes where would they get planes
1: they called the president and the president sent planes and bombers a president of the united states that's why when people talk about they're not i'm just gonna say they're not going to vote this particular thing um it's just the president i'm not even worried about the president being able to do much because I understand I paid attention in this right. class. Right. So I already know he doesn't have a ton of power. But that mouth.
0: The inciting of violence that we see.
1: That mouth. Yo, he's setting some some five alarms off up of for him. Yeah. That mouth is dangerous. Yeah. And the fact that he won't stand on a side says he's picked a side. I mean, I know, I know people that never, ever had a gun, owning guns right now. Like, stop playing. Listen,
0: you're talking to someone who's ready to get
1: one. Ready. I'm already, I, I, listen, I'm about to ask my cousin to take me to the range for for yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I can't. I, I don't know enough, and At I need to be taught, and I'm mm-hmm. here for that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even, and, and like going back to the episode i think what struck me the most was and i and i had the same feeling um in the movie selma and this is you know i guess it's a technique but it works on me every time in which you get to see sort of the normalness of the girls around there you know so there's that scene where tick peeks out of the door of this, you know, where the portal is, looks like it's in a hotel or an apartment building. And he hears the two girls in their little prom dresses talking, well, the dance shouldn't have been canceled. I don't understand the problem. Like just the normalness of, of just the mundaneness of some teenagers wanting to go have a nice time. It was just fun, you know, and they did that in Selma with the four little girls where they're just walking down and talking about, you know, celebrities they like. They're just walking and all of a sudden the bomb goes off. It's the way that there's so much just normal girlhood, normal childhood that gets disrupted. Um, I thought about that with the last episode with Jigabobo was, we've always thought of, you know, Emmett Till, if you are, uh, people in Tampa may not remember but we have a, a paper called the Florida Sentinel it's the black newspaper and every black history Month, you get this whole like two page spread of like basically as many black history facts as they can jam into two big pages and we see Emmett Till every year in the newspaper and uh as horrifying as it is you know sometimes when you know history it becomes sort of rote memorization like yes this happened yeah that happened that happened and and it doesn't affect you as much. Seeing an episode in which we saw the effects on the kids his age. Seeing, I can't imagine being a young teenage girl, maybe preteen. Is Diana even thirteen? She's like twelve, I think. In the show, is she? I did they ever clean her up? I'm not exactly sure. I don't how think old they ever cleared.
1: Is. But, but you look at her, she's got to be a twin at least. Yes. At the very
0: least. Yes. I mean, because she's literally wearing her Sunday dress with socks. and and Yeah, that's right. And by that time, she's
1: wearing stockings if she's a little older.
0: Yeah, she's wearing socks. She's that kind of young. And the trauma of having to see your friend being, you know, mutilated in a casket. Expected to walk. And when they're like debating whether or not she was old enough, and Montrose goes, "This is a rite of passage for all black kids," and it's like,
1: okay, first of all, the fact that that's so real, the fact, okay, just the fact that half of the stuff, more than half of it, everything they say is applicable in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, just blows my mind.
0: Yeah, it it was like I felt myself like. Oh, Lord, the thought of standing in line that long for something horrible. The thought of just the anxiety of here's all these people who came to mourn publicly, but that's your friend. And then I started to think about, man, black girlhood is so small. It's so short because Diana is a, is a baby and is expected to handle this like a grown woman. Growner, because I would have been passed out somewhere that but she's expected yeah, to she's handle this kind yeah. of trauma like it's just part of life you know that goes back into our superwoman thing like when do you even ex- when do you get that messaging that you're supposed to you're just supposed to roll with these punches and be okay okay you know how young of a character she is that it's expected that she's just going to be fine this is what we have to do we all do it
1: it's just her turn well, I feel like in our community, especially—well, I can't speak to us especially because I don't know the other one. Let me let me, let me back that up because I hate when people make those comparisons. I'm not—I did not grow up like although I grew up in—I mean, I went to private schools all the way around. I didn't—you know—I'm not at their houses. I don't know what they taught. Right. Um, I do know that going back to how you said, I was like blessed—blessed blessed, blessed to have that freedom. I was a late bloomer in a lot of things because my parents just let me be the, the kid that I was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, like, even with my daughter, I'm repeating that, you know, it's like, oh, she should be able to do whatever, whatever, though, but she don't because she's a kid. And I'm blessed to be able to let her be one. Yeah. And I, 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 now I'm going back to them. By doing this reset with D... And them going in and out of this portal now, I wonder what they will do now that they have the book. Because that, now that plot twist, when they figured out that originally it was Tick who saved them. Yeah, it was always there. Now, he was always, it was always Tick. So now what? This is like the plot twist of plot twist of plot twist last night.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. I just love that we have a show that lets us explore so many things at once, so many thoughts at once. I mean, even going back to D, what I found most interesting about that whole thing with the with the little the dance and topsies and bopsies was that <laughs> the officer used a stereotype of us to scare us.
1: Whoa, Nelly in that beat.
0: It, do you know what I mean? It was not a visual of the person who did it wasn't the one following her and wasn't the one causing the problems. And the longer the stereotype stayed on her, she became it.
1: Oh, girl, girl. Now that's a whole sermon, talk, whatever you want to call it, right there. You that
0: know what, what I mean? There's this know, thing so that right. was clearly caused by this white man in power, but what she ended up fearing was a a version of herself.
1: The unpolished version, the Mm -hmm. one with the nappy hair.
0: Mm -hmm. The one that, the Piccaninny cartoon. The
1: Piccaninny. The Piccaninny is what ultimately, so versus her personally straight hair, straight Mm -hmm.
0: and long hair and and, and and polished look. Polished and knowing how to behave when she goes somewhere. Instead, we have this nappy headed thing that dances inappropriately at every turn. And, and it made me think of like well how much of that is our own like even as adult women we are constantly annoyed with other people of our, of our skin folk that are doing things that we don't like you're not you're I'm scared of you because I don't want people thinking I'm you
1: I have a piece that I used to do a poem that I used to do all the time um, about sisters my sisters short skirts Long skirts, dressed to the nines, my sisters. And in that poem, I talk about, really was written from the point, because I was obviously I was in the church phase then. And it was from the fact that the very women that we say we want to save, if they don't dress a certain way, now they're not worthy. Mm. And mm-hmm. they're somehow not us, because they're dressed cantily clad in the church house. And we... Uh, you know, dress with the sh- you know the hat and shoes to match. When in actuality, we are probably just as messed up. It just looks prettier. Yeah. And we run and we and we put these women down because we just two steps from being them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's F, that's actually everybody. Most of the things you hate the most, or well, you have the biggest issue with, you two steps from it. Mm-hmm. Come on. Listen, anytime I hear a guy that had tons of problems Say with them. Say it.
0: Listen. All right. <laughs>
1: all right. Good Good thing my friend Red Jane's still alive. I would call him over so <laughs> he could braid on me in a
0: <laughs> But a lot of times what we see in others that we dislike are so, things that we see in ourselves that we don't like.
1: back. It's like, well, how long are you going to live your life? Please don't go mess up yeah. woman's life yeah. trying, to, trying to lie.
0: Hmm. But that's what I found so interesting about that episode was that whatever, you know, and I don't know exactly what the curse is in terms of what it tells it to do, because, you know, they do all their spells in this language. But whatever it was that was following her was that stereotype of a black child.
1: Yeah. And her running from it to stay alive, think about it. Mm. You run from, she had to run from that stereotype to stay alive.
0: Yeah, yeah. That yeah.
1: is deep. That is just mind blowing. I can't even be seen like this. I can't be seen with this. I can't be caught up by it.
0: I can't or stand I will not to it. If it survive. touches me, it will ruin me and I'll become it. And how many of those, Those you know, how how real is that for us as as black people and black women? You know, I remember all the, remember all the bonnet talk we had like a year or two ago, people not being allowed to wear bonnets to pick up their kids from school. And then we found out it was a black principal who came up with the rule, <laughs> like a black woman. Girl.
1: Yeah. Cause she was just tired of looking at it. Yeah. And it you was know, like my, the now, conversation I would say, shifts. I would say From. It was, it, from, that's true. It goes from that's racist
0: to. I don't want you up here looking. I I don't want you embarrassing me. It was <laughs> the conversation shift. It went from from race to class, and we had to think about, ooh, okay, how much of that is also running from our our own topsies and Oh, mm, That's not. That is a deep thought because
1: our our counterpart, our white counterparts, don't even know what that bonnet is, honestly. Especially no. if you get one that match. They don't really know what that is. They don't know what They don't is, know what so don't it is, it. but they
0: also don't have, like, an equivalent. Like, if you, you know, there's a school of multiple, uh, you know, economics. If there is a mom that is uh, melanin-free, maybe she comes in with rollers in her hair in the morning. I can't imagine any white teachers going, oh, my God, we got to ban rollers. It's just, it looks
1: bad. Do they do that though? They used they to in the, do they used to
0: do that in the fifties, but not anymore because they don't really roller set their hair. But I remember watching like TV shows in the fifties and sixties that are set in that time period, and you had to roller set your hair. They had curl bonnets that everyone wore,
1: and they wore them out. True. Yeah, but they caught they considered them to be out of sorts when they wore them out, though. Yeah, if you look in the movies, yeah, that was something you did when you was having a bad day. And you just couldn't get it all together.
0: But certainly not banned
1: as ghetto and inappropriate. <laughs> I here's thing. my thing: Topsy and Bobsy. If they don't want to bother me, I can let Topsy and Bobsy be. Yeah. But when Topsy and Bopsy is coming for me, now we got a different thing going on.
0: And you know, Topsy and Bobsy was coming for Diana.
1: See, and that was the thing. It, she the had a right to be scared.
0: Right. I'm not saying she didn't have she a right, a right, to, be right to be scared. What I'm saying is, it is interesting to me that the white man that cursed her, cursed her with
1: her own. Well, I think, now, I think that, that, that point, because that is a deep point. I think that's what they, but they, isn't that what they've been doing to us for generations? That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, the Panthers weren't destroyed by people outside the Panthers. The Panthers were destroyed by inside.
0: Yeah, the same they with Malcolm
1: X. Inside the Panthers.
0: Same with Malcolm X. Same Max. thing with
1: Malcolm X. You know, it's it's never them. It's always something they release within.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that's uh, again, the fact that this is 1950s and it's 2020 is just really what makes this whole show on point on just riveting like I think I I have at this point watched every episode except for last night because I haven't had time at least three times because there's so many things in every one of them
0: yeah you have to watch last
1: night that I can't
0: you have to watch I last can't night.
1: get it yeah I have to watch it again
0: yeah yeah you have to watch it multiple times at this point I'm realizing just to let it sit with me it's so, it's so epic. Whew.
1: They, it was so deep. They had, they have a podcast that they launched from the beginning that accompanies
0: it. And I listened to it because immediately after. For <laughs> Like, immediately after. I'm like, download, let's go, let me listen, let me process. Okay. Because it's like, I need to know if I saw everything I think I saw or did I need to see something else? So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Also led by black women. That show, uh, and, and what's interesting is when I saw it initially advertised, I was like, I don't know what this is about, but I knew Misha Green was involved, and that was enough for me. Because um, I used to love the show Underground that she used to have on WGN.
1: Oh yeah, that was it.
0: So I watched it just on the sheer strength of knowing that, oh, that's the lady that did Underground. This could be good, that was enough. And, uh, And I'm glad I went with that. Just her name was enough for me.